0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me on this walk through the strange paradiso. For all of you who heard yesterday's show, there is something that I left out that I was meaning to tell you. For those of you who haven't heard the previous show, I would um, advise you to listen to it so you'll know what this uh, is talking about, what I'm about to tell you. So, if you go and listen to the show titled Glitches and Time Slips, you'll understand what I mean by this, okay? So, what I left out was those people who study these things, such as the mergers of the Dimensions and so on, who say that this is going to happen. It's not a possibility. It's not a what if. It is going to happen, they are saying. And they have actually given a partial date. So the date that's given is actually the year, okay? And they are saying that this is going to happen in 2030. That doesn't leave us a whole lot of time. Between now and then, that's like what? About eight years, seven and a half years away. So um, we will, I'm thinking, experience something. I don't believe that it's going to be something that we just are in awe. We don't know what is going on, like something big, huge, catastrophic type of deal. I do believe that there will be certain things that will maybe seem like the Mandela Effect 5.0, things like this. There may be more, for example, people seeing like Sasquatch in areas that this has not been seen in before. There may be more people seeing and experiencing UFOs, alien contact, maybe um, even a bit of a time change, things like this. I am thinking, I'm not saying that I'm correct in my thoughts, but I believe that we may see things like that. So it's something just to be aware of once we get to the year 2030, we will have to look around and take notice of certain things. Like I said, I did not hear them say a month or anything like that. All I know is that they are saying in the year 2030, that is when all of the realms will, in other words, like mash up. So we are like just about on the cusp of this happening. All right, so um, with saying that, I want to present a couple of things to you. One of them is about mirrors, once again. We are, most of us, aware that certain groups, certain cultures, what have you, believe in uh, mirrors as far as entities being trapped, people who have passed on being trapped in the mirrors, as well as we know that they're they are used for certain things in the occult and esoteric. All right. So this is a story. And this was uh, sent to me. So this guy, I'm going to call him Dave. So Dave has heard about mirrors and different things that people believe about them. He's pretty well aware of what has been said about mirrors, okay? So, he said that he was watching one of those paranormal TV shows a few years back, and there was one where there was a little girl looking in the mirror. She heard her mother call her, so you can see her turning her head To look in a certain direction. But another like face continues looking in the mirror. He figured it may have just been done purposely. You know there are a lot of things that we can do with video. And with photography and certain things like this. So he said he didn't take it to heart. He said well yeah something like that. That would be pretty creepy. But he was kind of like on the fence about it. Like, part of him just didn't believe that that was true. So, what happened to Dave is that he was getting ready to go somewhere. He was combing his hair, and he was looking in the mirror. So, he stops combing his hair. But in the mirror, he's continuing to comb his hair. So, yeah. He stood there looking in the mirror, watching himself comb his hair. But he said, my hands, one of them was holding the comb and the other one was like he had both of his hands almost clasped together because he had a very difficult time believing what he was looking at. Once he was finished Combing his hair, you know, he's watching this. He said it was like watching a video. Once that whatever, Dave number two, was finished combing his hair, it winked at him. And then he was back in the mirror just standing there watching. That particular mirror, he said he got rid of it that day. He said, no, I don't want this mirror. I, I don't want to believe what I saw, but I have to because I did see it. He said, I don't do drugs. I was not altered in any way. I know what I saw. He didn't want to ever look in that mirror again, so he got rid of it, took it out of the house, and that was that. The fact that it winked at him I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it says a lot to me. Like, it, like it's kind of like mocking. Once again, like, see what, see what I can do. I can infiltrate, not only your mind, but your kind of like your space. The thing was contained, I will say, in the mirror, but still, it has infiltrated your your reality. So that is pretty creepy to me. I, I don't know, but every so often, for whatever reason, I think about these things at night, in the middle of the night when I'm alone and I get up to do something. These type of things always, for whatever reason, come back to me and I'll be thinking about it. In the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't want to look in the mirror. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm not looking. All right. So that that is a very interesting story. And I am very thankful for you sending it to me. It's, uh, I, I mean, it gives me a lot to think about. And also, as far as he knew, this mirror did not come from any type of antique store. Nothing like that. It was just a regular store-bought mirror so there there you go all right all right the next thing i wanted to tell you now this is something that has happened a while back this happened to actually someone that i know one of my friends she had this little dog this dog was friendly was not. Um, he was very social. He was not fearful. Very friendly guy. He liked everyone. He he got along with people and animals. He was just a very sociable dog. Anyways, her daughter's boyfriend would go over the house and this dog would just lose his mind for whatever reason he could not tolerate her daughter's boyfriend she said i don't know what's wrong it's not like him he loves everyone and i know he did because he was just really friendly i i knew her dog like that is so out of character for him But anyhow, I mean, just like people, there is someone who just maybe rubs us the wrong way, something about them we just don't care for, even though maybe they have never done anything to us. Maybe it's just some kind of energy that they put out there. Who knows? Well, it got to the point because um, her daughter and this guy did get married. Then they went to go and live with her for a while when they were saving to buy a house. It got to the point where she couldn't take it. She said, it's horrible because my dog, I'm going to call him, I'm going to call him Spotty. Okay, so Spotty just will not stop when he's not barking at, I'm going to call him uh, Robert. When he's not barking at Robert, he's hiding under the bed. If I bring him out and Robert's air, he just goes nuts. So what is happening here? How does, how does this type of thing happen? There has to be an explanation. She starts saying, I don't know. Do you think maybe there's something something wrong? Is there something wrong with Robert? Is he into something? Blah, blah, blah. I have to tell you guys, I got no bad vibes from Robert at all. I thought he was great. Like I don't feel anything bad about Robert. I, but I don't live with him. I don't know him, so I really can't say. But personally, I think he's a great guy. Then she said, she caught him one day, kind of like um, messing with Spotty. He he just kind of like was uh, well because he'd probably had enough. Like, well, this dog's gonna. Be like that with me. I'm just going to go ahead and like mess with him. So anyway, she caught him messing with her dog. And he said, I'm sorry. I just whatever. And it's understandable. Like the dog hates me anyways. Okay, so screw it. Well, what happened was, and see, we cannot say that these things are related, even though they seem to be. He was going to go on a walk. The Robert, he was going to go take a walk. It was in the morning. She said there was something just seemed kind of off about him. So he, I guess, went for his walk. And she said um, she went outside because she had a pool. And she was going to go out in her backyard and swim a few laps, and she saw him just standing there on the side of the house. Now, this is Robert she's talking about. She's like, he wasn't doing anything. He was just standing there. So she was just like, played it off. Hey, Robert, you and her daughter, Athena, going to come out for a swim? And he was like, yeah, I was thinking about it. Maybe we will in a little bit. And uh, later, okay, I don't know exactly. It was the same day. But she said on the side of the house where he had been standing, there were some symbols. She said some of them were letters. Some of them were symbols. It looked kind of like it was either like in a brick red kind of color crayon or paint Or either blood. I was like, wait a minute. She said, yeah. Like, I really don't know what to do. This is my son-in-law here. But something is wrong. She sent me a picture of what she had seen. One of the symbols that was on there, to me, looked kind of like a crude drawing of that anarchy sign. But that's really the only thing that I recognized. And it was rather crude. It wasn't just like very detailed. Okay, you got that symbol and you got that. It wasn't like that. It was as if, um, okay, like if I tried to paint that symbol with my left hand. So you could tell what it was, but it wasn't like perfect. Okay. It was a, a bit crude. It did look a bit like dried blood or like a paint. So she went out there and she washed it off. It was washable. She washed it off the side of her house. I I don't know what was happening here. There were some, a couple of other things that happened. And she said, he's just once in a while, gives her like this feeling. She said, I don't want to feel like this, but I don't know what to do. So they finally move out. They move away. But in between time, she had to give her dog to her mother because she couldn't take it. She said, he's fearful. He's afraid. And this is his house. He was already here. They came in. Robert came in when Spotty was already there. So she felt so bad for her dog. She gave him to her mother to take care of. She's like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get him back. I don't know how long they're going to be living here with me and so on. Anyways, they move out. They buy their house. But by this time, Spotty is with her mother. And he's comfortable And her mother and the dog have bonded. So she can't, she's like, I can't take him back. Now my mom is attached to him. And also he's attached to her. And her mom lives alone, okay? Now, her mom lives somewhere in Mexico. On the beach. She has a beautiful house on the beach, okay? So... Her daughter and husband go there to go and visit. They're, her daughter's going to go visit her grandma, and her husband is going with her. And what happened was they're not sure, but they think in the middle of the night, the dog, Spotty, had to get up and go outside to go and relieve himself. He went outside and somehow, which is, this is very strange. Somehow he got tangled up in some kind of rope and drowned in the ocean. This is very Um, I don't want to say suspect. However, I almost don't have anywhere else to go with this. It just, I cannot uh, point my finger at anyone because I was not there. I did not see anything. I cannot throw accusations around. Although it is very suspicious. It is, uh, I don't know how else to say it. If this would have happened any other time when the mom was there alone at the house with the dog, that would be one thing. But this happened when others were there visiting. And once again, this dog would growl and did not like this person. He ends up drowning, tangled in a rope. Cause I asked her, How is how is Buddy doing with your mom? Is he still there? And then she started crying. Spotty died. And that's when she told me the story. My daughter and son-in-law, they went up there to go and visit their grandma and this and that. They think he had to get up and go out and do his job in the morning. And he got tangled up in a rope and drowned. What in the world? What? How in the world? How? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm going to tell you something else. It really didn't make sense to her either. The only thing that she was so sad about is because her dog was fearful. And now, he's drowned. And it's, it's one of these things that there's nothing that can be said. There's nothing that can be done. There's nothing that can be proven. There is nothing. I mean, we can't accuse anyone. It is very suspicious. I it is kind of mysterious. If I was a betting person, I wouldn't even be able to place a bet on this. I would not be able to. It is um we'll we'll just never know. If only spotty could talk if he could have spoke if he could have said something animals have a sense especially this guy who was so friendly there are there are those who those dogs who just don't like anyone they are not uh, social they have not been socialized so they don't like people some dogs don't like people but they get along with other dogs and some dogs don't get along with other dogs, but to get along with people. I know a couple who they have this little dog that hates the both of them and bites them. So, I mean, this this dog just doesn't like anyone. But it is, this uh, story is very suspicious slash mysterious to me. I just wanted to um, share that with you. All right. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is... Um, now, there was this couple. This couple owned a pretty good-sized antique store. Okay? Sorry, guys. You know I have to drink my iced coffee. So, anyways, during the clampdowns of 2020 and some into 2021, of course, they were not able to open their stores for business. People were not able to go in there and shop. They still had to pay the rent on the building. So as you can imagine, they lost a ton of money. What ended up happening is they could no longer keep their business. They could not afford it. It was too late. They could not catch up once they were allowed to reopen. They had to get all of these antiques and collectibles and move them to their house. They had nowhere else to put them. They couldn't even afford to put them in a storage. Because they were pretty much, I mean, they were financially, they had they had it, okay? They were tapped out. So they bring these things to their house. Some of them they were were able to like put outside and in a shed and so on. And a lot of them they put in their house. They had some rooms that were filled like to the ceiling with different objects that they had in the antique store. Anyways, you know where this is going. They start experiencing activity. It got to the point where they, their activity was so becoming so intense that they couldn't invite people to come over. They were scared. They didn't want people to come over and see what was happening and be scared and believe that these people were nuts or were doing something to cause this to happen. With a situation like this, it's very difficult to know what object or how many of the objects would have caused this, because they had many in their house these um, these type of things are not surprising, but it is rather tragic, okay? So they had a friend, a really good friend, who said, "I haven't seen you guys in months. Are you guys okay? Is everything okay?" are are you well they were like yeah we're fine oh i'm i'm coming over this friend was like i don't care i'm coming over i want to see you guys i want to see for myself make sure that you guys are okay it was one of those friends who they they're coming over so this friend comes over and comes in the house is having a conversation And starts saying that they heard rummaging around upstairs. This person said uh, to the homeowners, who's up there? Well, no one's up there. Nope, you guys got somebody up there. Who is it? What's happening here? This person is suspicious, even thinking that maybe their lives are in danger, that there may be a person holding them hostage or something like this so this person is like nope I'm going up there there's something that you guys aren't telling me this person goes up there opens the door and sees something come right across in front of his eyes okay there is something that is thrown at him coming right across his face okay he shuts the door, runs downstairs and says, what's happening here? Why didn't you guys tell me that you have ghosts? That's the only way that this person can explain like automatically. You, why don't you tell me you guys have ghosts? And they're like, we didn't want anyone to come in and have to experience this. He said they could hear knocking and pounding and all kinds of stuff coming from the upstairs. And he starts telling them, well, this is happening because you've got all of this stuff in your house. You invited something in unknowingly, and now it's going to be really, really difficult to get it out. So they're looking at him like, well, what do we do? And he said, you can begin by getting this stuff out. I don't care if you have to put it out in your backyard, but it has to come out. So right then and there, they started taking the stuff out of their house. He said the level of noise and knocking and pounding that was coming from that place was unbelievable. He said it would have driven him crazy if he would have had to have lived in there. Although the homeowner said it wasn't this bad until we started taking all this stuff out and until you started um, verbalizing things that, you know, about hauntings and that this place is haunted and ghosts and stuff like that. He's like, I don't give a damn. We're taking all this stuff out. We're getting someone in here clear this place immediately once again we've got a story about antiques I know a lot of people like and I'm one of them okay I don't like just any and all but there are certain things that I look for when I go into antique stores a lot of them are mainly maybe what would be called collectibles it really doesn't matter there can still be things attached to these items With antiques, they're so old and they have changed owners and changed hands so many times over the years. We are never sure what and where these items have been, what they've been exposed to, what could be attached to them. Before I was aware of this, I used to think about antique furniture. There were certain types of uh, pieces that I really used to like. I didn't know about things like um, entities that could attach themselves to inanimate objects back in the past. And I remember someone telling me, no, no, you don't want to buy any type of furniture at an antique store and then take it in your house. And I was like, why? Why? They say, well, because they can have, um, then things might start happening in your house, like spiritual-wise. See, I couldn't understand that. Because it's like, but the thing is an object. Why would something want to inhabit an object? Well, because that's a way in. That's why. Because that's a way to be invited in to someone's space, and then they can start to oppress the people. They can start spreading fear. There, then they can get bigger and stronger. Well, see, I didn't know all that before. I know that now. the The trouble is that it doesn't mean that every single antique. Has got something attached to it. But we can't be sure. So when people go to antique stores. And I said this before. And I don't like harping on stuff. But you got to get these things cleared. Before you take them in, in your house. Before you even bring them into your garage. I'm talking about. If you have something that you like so much. In an antique store. And you want to purchase this thing. I would get someone out there in the parking lot. To clear that item. I'm and you know what else? <laughs> it might not be a bad idea for antique store owners to have maybe people who can do these clearings. Or maybe clear the whole store. For one thing. I mean that that's just my opinion about things like this. But sometimes you wonder why all of a sudden. Why does this happen? Why does that happen? A lot of times it'll start with you just arguing with your spouse or with your boyfriend, or girlfriend, your family members, things like that. You never argued before, but now all of a sudden you just have arguments. You feel angry. You feel sad, but every feeling that you've got is negative all of a sudden. You've never been a negative person before. But you got to start looking around. What you may have brought in, anything new, even any person. So there are just many things that we have to look out for and have to realize. And this doesn't even just necessarily belong with antiques. This extends out to almost anything. It's not as, uh, I mean, it's a little more rare for a newer piece, a newer object to to have an attachment, but it still has happened. It all depends. I told you guys a story about that little solar uh, chime that I bought at this uh, New Age store. It would only chime when the sun was hitting the solar panel. It would not store up energy and then chime at night or any other time. The sun had to be hitting it, then it would chime. So one night in the middle of the night, the darn thing started chiming. I didn't think anything of it at the time because I figured, oh, it's just storing up the energy And so that's why it's chiming. But the second time it happened, I was like, you know, this thing doesn't store up energy. This thing only chimes when the sun hits it in the daytime. That's why when I got it, I put it in the window where the sun would hit for a a lot of the daytime. Once the sun stopped hitting, it stopped chiming, just like those little... Moving, uh, I used to have these little moving things that when the sun would hit them, they would move. But once you turned it away from the sun or the sun went away, those things would not move anymore. Well, this was the same thing with the chime. And every time it would happen, every time this thing would start chiming, it would always be in the middle of the night. It wouldn't be at 6 p.m. It wouldn't be at as soon as the sun whatever, uh, you know, 8 o'clock, not even 10 o'clock, no. This would happen close to around midnight. It had all the time in the world to chime, but no, it would wait until we're getting close to that hour. As much as I didn't want to do it, because it just had such a wonderful sound to it, but it just started giving me this feeling like, no, this is not okay. So I tossed it. I trashed it. The other thing about these items is that, because um, I've had a couple of them that I actually had to toss. I didn't necessarily want to. I had to because of certain things, certain elements that I started to realize were not good. I told you about the necklace I had, and it had these little symbols carved into it. It was shaped kind of like a triangle. It was a bell, even though, I mean, it wasn't a ringing bell, but it looked kind of like a bell. And anyhow, it was a, more like a pyramid shape. Anyways, it had some little carvings in it that were very small because you it was a necklace. So the whole thing was very small. I started looking at those carvings. I didn't know what they were started giving me a weird feeling. I didn't want to get rid of it, but something, I was compelled. So I tossed it. And the thing about these is that you cannot give them away. Because what you're doing is you're just allowing these things to go into another person's hands and to infiltrate another person's realm. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be a part of that. So you have to just trash it, bury it, Do something, but you cannot give it to another person. Once you know this, once you realize this, and you do it anyways, well, you're just, uh, it's like bad, okay, on your part. It is really, really bad. So I had to throw away three items within the last, I'm going to say within the last three years. At first, I was thinking, well, I'm just going to give this away. But then it was like, no, you can't give this away. What are you doing? You're bringing this, and you know you're getting rid of this because you know it's not good. And you're going to give it away, so I tossed them. And that's just what we have to do, guys. We We cannot give it away. And I don't even care if these people are... A cultist, all right? You know an occultist. You're going to give this. No. Because by doing that, you are becoming part of that whole thing. If you are part of it already, well, then you wouldn't be getting rid of that thing in the first place. But since you are getting rid of it, you don't want to give it pass it on to anyone else. All right? You just you can't do that. Okay. Now the last thing that I want to tell you about is um, this is reportedly, now this is one of those old stories like from the late 1800s that happened to someone's family down the line a long time ago. So um, I believe this happened somewhere in Mexico. So it's, uh, the story goes that it was a Cadejo. It was at least a cadejo like entity. So apparently in Mexican folklore, a cadejo is like a kind of like a dog type of entity. It it's like a walk on four legs or whatever, red eyes, things like this. So there was a There was this man, okay, and he's coming home from his work. He is, um, let me see, he's on his horse, whatever, and he has like his wagon attached to his horse. And he comes face to face with this cadejo. This thing is um, going to attack him. So, let me see. What it says here. Okay, so this thing is uh, going to attack him. It's following him. It's stalking him. And he knows what it is. He knows because if they haven't seen them, they knew about this entity. So what this guy does is he starts, he gets this uh, rag or some kind of fabric that's in his heart and he starts praying and as he's praying, he's tying this fabric okay, he's making knots in this fabric so as he's praying and making these knots, this cadejo starts to turn in to a woman so apparently what he's doing is he's saying a binding prayer. So by doing this, he's binding this entity and it's turning back into its original form. All right. He, he describes this as, okay, this woman could do this because she was a bruja, Okay. She was a witch. So, she pleads with him not to to kill her, to let her go back to her family, and she'll leave him, she won't do anything to him, she's not going to tear him up, just let me go back to my family, she says. He goes ahead and agrees, okay, go ahead and go back to your family, don't, don't fucking come around here bothering me on this trail ever again. But what she does is she curses his family line. Now, this is the story, okay, that's come down through all these years of this family. So, apparently, what has happened through all these years is this family, because she cursed them, has all, they have all experienced like these for lack of a better word, bad luck. They have bad luck as far as just um, mentally. They have all been into certain things. They die at young ages. There's a lot of tragedy in this family because of the curse. They went and have been to different people to try to get rid of this curaderas and things like this who say they cannot remove this curse. Now, why that is, I do not know. So, the one of the last people as far as um, dying tragically, was telling this story and she said that she was cursed and she knew that some sometime, in her life something was going to happen to her just like it happened to everyone else in this family since that curse had been placed upon them. This uh, woman died tragically in an automobile accident and they believe it's because of this curse that was placed on this family over 100 years ago. This is something that we have to think about and we all have our own perspective about this. I personally believe that There is no one, perhaps, on this earth who can remove that curse. Okay? But there is someone who can remove it. As a matter of fact, for a fact, no second guessing, no ifs, ands, or buts, and that is Jesus the Christ. That is the only person who can stop this. And I wonder sometimes... How can they just continue and this belief and they go to these different people who say they can't remove it but yet it's like Jesus is standing right there. I, I don't get it guys but that's just me. They can have the thing stopped in a second. Why they choose not to do it I don't know. One of the other things that I want to say real quick about this is that there is also the power of suggestion. The power that you give certain things. And so somehow, all right, without realizing it, you can actually make things happen. You can blame this on anything you want. You can blame your... Financial hardship and this and that on anything you want, where it might just be you spending foolishly. Okay, we have to look at all angles when it comes to things like this. But at some point in over a hundred years of this curse, I just can't understand not taking this before Jesus but that's just me. All right? So anyways, um that's all I've got for today. I won't be back until after the weekend, probably Tuesday, because um I guess I'm going on a mini vacay. That's when we're going to go and check out that um those 20 acres in Arizona and see what maybe going on out there. I will um got to be back next Tuesday. I want to wish all of you a great weekend coming up. Thank you again for joining me. I really do appreciate it. I hope that the things that I bring to you are interesting and um, that some of these you look into and see what you think for yourself, all right? Anyways, guys, everybody take care. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Ciao.